Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Well, it's Tuesday the 26th of October and it's a special day on the Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. Baz McCullum is back. Baz McCullum is back in the country. He's in the MIQ in Auckland, but that's okay. We had him on the show. And today we thought it was a great day to give away some money. $302 representing Baz's highest test score. Today we gave away. All you had to do was send us your favourite memory. Give us a call on 0800 150 811 or on the text line, double eight double three, And we've had plenty of messages coming through. So cheers for all those messages of memories and support for the great man that is Baz McCullum. But the winner was Lockie from Taihapi. He spoke about his two sons waiting outside the changing room for the Black Caps for an hour. And Baz made the whole team stop and sign their two bats. Now they've gone on to have a very successful career in cricket. So well done, Skipper. Great to have you back. We also had... Matt Woolbank on. Matt Woolbank was talking about mental health and suicide awareness. 654 kilometres he ran. He is running. He's up to about 620, raising money for I Am Hope. And that is the amount of suicides last year. 654 suicides in New Zealand last year. So well done to Matt and thank you so much for raising money and awareness for suicide and mental health. And I Am Hope. Thank you. We also had Michael Duarte on. Michael was talking about NFL, basketball, MLB, Albert Pujols, one of my favourite players. If you missed that, make sure you check out the podcast on the Baz and Izzy for breakfast, SENZ show. Coming up, we've got Ricky May. Ricky May rode, he drove, Terra to Love, and it's third straight New Zealand trotting trophy here in Christchurch. As we count down to New Zealand Cup Week, 13 days to go. And it was 2013 when Ricky May drove Terra to Love. Looking forward to chatting to him. Thanks so much for tuning in. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. The Chemist Warehouse Labor Day sale is on now. Get 10% off store-wide. Hurry in. Sale ends Wednesday. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. Good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. It is Tuesday, the 26th of October. It's just after 6 o'clock here on the Baz and Izzy for breakfast. And it is the Baz and Izzy for breakfast because he's back. How good. And to celebrate, 
to celebrate Baz being back in the country, back on the Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We got a little cash giveaway today. Everyone loves some free cash. We've got 302 smackaroos. 302 smackaroos, obviously representing Baz's highest test, test score. And if you want to win it, you got to text us your favourite memory of Baz on the pitch or on the show. Text or call us on 0800 150 811 or and we'll pick the winner about 8.30 this morning, throughout the morning. So keep those text messages coming through. Your favourite memory of Baz on the pitch, off the pitch, or on the show. Keep those texts coming in. Damo, I know you'll be jumping out of your boots, mate. You'll be very excited to have Baz back, just like us. Oh, good. So make sure you text us. Um... We've got a great show for you this morning. We love championing our Kiwi champions. And win or lose, this bloke is one of our faves. Paul Cole joins us after just being picked in the Qatar Classic. To good friend Diego Elias. That aside, how consistent has he been? So Paul Cole joins us just after 7 o'clock this morning. Um, last month, we spoke to a bloke doing an amazing thing, raising money for suicide awareness and mental health, Matt Wallbank is well into his journey of running 654 kilometres. The amount of suicides last year was 654 in New Zealand, and Matt Wilbank is running his journey. I think he's up to about 620 with six days to go, so he's well and truly uh, through that progress of 654 kilometres. Um, so we're going to chat to Matt Wilbank this morning about 740 to see how that's gone and maybe just help him out with raising some money for his... Uh, Raising money for his awareness for suicides and mental health as well. Um, big part of the show. We love supporting that and, and creating some awareness. Um, and then just after 8 o'clock, we're going to talk some MLB, basketball, NFL, World Series. Atlanta Braves prepare to take on Houston Astros. The basketball well and truly started. NFL, my Panthers going to hide in yesterday, so no good there. But we got Michael Duarte. He's a gun reporter for the NBC and an expert in all things American sports. So we're going to chat to him just after 8 o'clock. And like yesterday, we spoke to Noel Harris. And Noel Harris won uh, the 2007 New Zealand Cup on Everswindale. And he came on the show to talk about that. This morning, we've got Ricky May. Ricky May, he drove Terra to Love in his third straight New Zealand trolling cup. And he's going to join us about 8.40. But that's enough from me because I'm just so excited. This man has been away. He's been over in the IPL. He left us. And, man, he got so close. Great to see two Kiwis in the final of the IPL. Baz McCullum, he's back in the country. He's in Auckland. And we've missed him, and I know you've missed him. Good morning, Bazza. Good morning, Is Congratulations, mate. That was polished, that. Outstanding from you, brother. It's been a good six or seven weeks. Um, mate, that's... Uh, the show today is obviously going to be a ripper, but um, there's so much that we've got to catch up on as well. See how our lives oh. have been over the last six, seven weeks, and what we've been up to. But we'll get we'll get chatting on all of that stuff. Just quickly on that Ricky May, I was actually at that 2013 yeah. um, New Zealand Cup when Terra to Love oh. um, missed the start, bombed the start. I was actually there with a couple of good roosters too, and. Um, yeah. And Ryan Tenderscada, who is playing for the Netherlands in the current T20 um, World Cup, and also the current mm. England captain, Owen Morgan, he was also there. And he actually, I took the 
I took the mickey out of him because he had a suit which was about three sizes too big for him, and he had and he opened up the, <laughs> the thing on the inside of he had his England badge on it, so he was he wore his England suit for the races <laughs> in Christchurch. Brilliant. Anyway, so look forward to catching up with Ricky May later, and and obviously a few of the other boys as well. But it's been a great little period, mate. Hey. Feels like you've been away forever, but you just, you know, you're back, you're bringing your excitement, your experience. Oh, and Morgan, mate, how, how was he? How was he over there? He was good giving us a he bit of gravy great. on you. Oh, mate, he was fantastic. He um, he struggled for runs, um, and that yeah. can happen in T20 cricket as well. Like, you go through these franchise tournaments, and you just you start poorly. You might get caught on the boundary, or you get a bad decision, or run out, or something. And you can never quite regather yourself, and then the pressures start to mount, and and in the end, you've just got to put a line through um, those tournaments. And it's just a shame for for Owen Morgan that it was on the on the biggest stage, which is the IPL. But he captained our side brilliantly. Um, obviously, captained us through to the final, and he actually offered uh, the night before the final um, when we went through our selection meetings, as him and I would normally do. Um, he said. He actually said to me um, that he's prepared to stand aside if we feel that that's the right option for the final, which is testament to the man that he is. But I was all in on him. I felt, you know, we'd come so far. He'd captained so brilliantly. Um, and yeah. and I was prepared to see it through. So we, we went for that option, but we were just not quite good enough. Ran second to, to Flemo, obviously, um, who I've just spent five days over in uh, Dubai as we awaited <laughs> our, our flight. We spent five days together over there, so that was a, a cracking time. Being able to play a bit of golf and, and just sort of chat about our our IPL exploits. Um, gee, I don't know if you noticed, is overnight they actually sold mm-hmm. two new IPL franchises, and the I... money that they got for them this this tournament is unbelievable. So, so you know the Manchester United owner um, is it Malcolm Glazier? So he yeah, tried yeah. to buy a team. He tried to buy a team. He got outbid, mate. So the Manchester United football owner got outbid in this tournament for an IPL franchise. 962 million US one franchise went for. Keeping in mind that 13 years ago, my franchise, the Colcutt Knight Riders, was bought for 90 million. So in the space of 13 years, they've over 10 times their value. It just it puts them up there with just some of the most insanely valuable um, franchises anywhere in the world and just proves how big that tournament is and it'll be staggering to see how long international cricket can withstand the pressures that that has been applied to it by this franchise tournament but significant money the other one was bought for about 670 million as well so just huge money is massive massive coin hey mate i was just reading uh, a bit about it so that guy sajiv goenka he bought it for uh, one point, or both teams were bought for about one point seven billion, um, but just and, and and there was a lot of chat about that being bought for like you know top end and and why have they bought it for that 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 much value? But then he spoke and said no, this is we bought it because we know it's an investment. The IPL they've just about to renew their rights for the for the TV for bought five billion for ten years. The value mm. of the IPL and, and how much success it's had. It's only going to be a great investment in the end, isn't it? There is a lot of upside to the IPL going around at the moment. You've you've been over there and the hype about it. Yeah, and the other thing is that so those franchises, they they are owned in perpetually, but they paid off for the first ten years. 
So every year, every year for the first ten years, you pay ten percent of that purchase price. So those current franchises mm. that have been around for thirteen years have had three years where they haven't had to pay anything because they're completely paid off. These next two franchises will pay them off over the next ten years, then own them outright themselves from there. The television rights deal is only going one way, and that's through the roof. Um, and the tournament, gee, now they've got ten teams. You've got to think it's starting to. Well, it is expanding. And uh, it won't be long, I don't think, before you start to to perhaps even see the tournament be run over two separate time frames throughout the year, just because of the size mm. and, and and scope of it. So look, uh, I love international cricket, I really do. Um, that's where a lot of players cut their teeth and and um, and well, they prove their worth um, and they raise their value. Um, but gee, yeah. if you're a T Twenty cricketer, your eyes are really on the IPL. And as a parent. Um, the style of play that I'm teaching, they'll be teaching my son. <laughs> um, well, try and clear the ropes, my my son, because there's there's some money in it if you're going to get it right, and and that's just big, 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 big business. And gee, mate, when you can't, when you've got a Manchester United football owner can't gets outbid for a team, you know you're big bickies, eh? And I just wonder as well, so that the players, everyone talks about how much money the players get. Well, based on the new television rights deal and how much value there's actually in the tournament, you've got to think that they're actually being underpaid now. And that mm. will at some stage catch up too. So that's a fascinating proposition in itself. So for, what, is it, for those what does it do for you and, you and Flem, bud? What does that do for you and Flem? And, and you know, you're talking about off the end. You're, you know, you, you probably don't want to talk about on the air, but I'm going to bring it up, mate. You guys obviously... You know, uh, Kiwis coaching the two top IPL sides. You got Mike Hesson coaching uh, the fourth top IPL side. What does that do for, for you guys going forward? Like, you, you must be. Are they already talking negotiations for contracts? Are we not even going to see on the Bears and Izzy for <laughs> breakfast with the congested calendar now with these two new teams? What does that do for the whole makeup of the IPL? Is it just going to be all year round, or, you know, what season's going to be extended, obviously? Well, I mean, a, a... It pretty much just makes <laughs> makes Flem and I like like the managers of Chelsea or, or Liverpool or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, hey, well, you oh, got any like support roles, mate? Any support roles over there or what? <laughs> Take the show over to Dubai. Well, media, we need a media man. That's for sure. The way you're going, <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna move straight into the top end of media management for oh, the IPLs. <laughs> No, honestly though, mate, it's um, yeah, it's going to be fascinating to see because obviously, you, I mean, uh, yeah, I think I said it the other day. Yeah, plan as if you'll live forever and live as if you'll die tomorrow. In the in the role of an IPL yeah. coach, it's just how cutthroat it is, and really making the the semi-finals are um, a kind of the bare minimum. Um, but if you mm. do have success, then then clearly there is some there's some benefits to it and Flem's done it now for a long period of time he's the most successful coach in the IPL which I think I think us as New Zealanders probably haven't quite grasped how big that is yeah um, he's effectively yeah. the Sir Alex Ferguson of the IPL I know the history is not as grand mm. um, but his success and and the standing that he has as a coach in the greatest league or the biggest league um, is is significant so yeah, I guess from our point of view, it's just you, you try and hang in there and, and make sure you stay true to your values because there is obviously a lot of money at stake and a lot of pressure on the line too. 
Um, so you just got to yeah. make sure that you do firmly believe in what you're trying to achieve and, and believe in, in that style and, and just try and execute it regardless of all the white noise which can creep in. Yeah. Mate, what about the final, mate? We haven't spoke to you since the final on the show. We spoke to you in the lead-up, um, that final, yeah. that, that game when, when Chennai and, and Fuff got off to an absolute flyer and just got, put the runs on the board, mate. Um, what would your take from that final? Uh, well, I said at the start is it was like the the old wily dog of Fleming and Chennai versus the young wolves of, of KKR and, <laughs> and myself, sort of, we're going to go toe to toe. But it was just great to to be a part of it, the journey that we had gone on as a team from being rock bottom to to um, to test it and then, and then mm. proven um, on the big stage. And to run second was no disgrace. And I thought we played really well. We just probably ran out of petrol, to be honest. Um, yeah. we had a couple of our big players just didn't quite didn't quite deliver. They worked hard and, and did everything that I could ask um, of them, but we just weren't quite able to get enough of a performance out of them. But overall, I was really proud of of the team, and it was a really cool cool final to be a part of, and and um, just some some great great scenes. I was pleased for Flem as well, obviously um, disappointing for ourselves, but pleased for him. So it was cool. And then we had four or five days in Dubai to. <laughs> Yeah, he did shout. He's an expensive place, that. Although, you know, I had to I had to step up, stump up some cash occasionally as well. But it was worthwhile. It was a good time, actually, um, sitting around the pool, having a couple of quiet soft drinks and and uh, chatting about <laughs> chatting about the journeys that we've both been on and what's coming up next. So that was really cool, mate. Mr. Chatting about how many Bitcoin you're going to um, buy. Boys and girls. Bitcoin you're about to buy. Uh-huh. Mate, I don't understand Bitcoin, that's for sure. Oh, <laughs> I understand how to put on a 50-cent box trifecta, but I don't, don't understand Bitcoin. <laughs> Wait, yeah. Mark. We've got a text from Mark, mate. He's very excited. He says, finally, we get some winning horse tips back. It's fair to say the lads have been average in that department. Well, I've been average. Louis's been not too bad. He's tipped the odd one, but I've been hor- horrendous. So we've got some tips coming Absolute, back from you, mate. Baz, today, or what? Are you back in the form guide? See, absence makes the heart grow fonder, doesn't it? <laughs> eh? Before I left, there was a, there was a, there was a bit of fifty fifty sort of feeling towards my tipping, even though we had delivered. I think it was something like six winners out of ten tips. But you know, now just been away for a little while, and all of a sudden, the people are wanting they're wanting to get paid, and I'm going to have to deliver something yeah, well. at some point. But I haven't got anything for today, though. Is um, I've got a bit of time to start studying the form guide here in quarantine. Just quietly. <laughs> you got two weeks, mate. How much, how much does quarantine suck? It doesn't make any sense. There's more. <laughs> I've come from a place which has got less COVID numbers than we've got oh, here in New yes. Zealand. But I've got a lockdown. I've got to sit in my room for 14 days. So I've, I've double jab, COVID negative, and I've come from a place which has got less cases in our own country. Where that one out? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. It's great to have you back, Baz. And the Texas have been flying in, mate. We've got a few already coming through. We're favourite memories of Baz McCullum. Well, my favourite is today because he's back. How good to have you back, mate. And just quickly before we get off, your, your family, mate, they must be excited. Yeah, mate. Well, it's still, it's still another, what, 13 days for them. So the kids are starting yeah. to cross it off on the calendar. Um, it'll be great to... Great to get out and, and see them and yeah, 
the sacrifice have been away seven, eight weeks as well. It turns into eight, yeah. nine weeks by the end of it. Um, so looking forward to seeing them, mate. Look forward to catching up on all your news as well. I appreciate you wanting to chat about my stuff. This, but we've got all show <laughs> talk about your stuff. Well, <laughs> we've got two, two and a half hours, mate. We've got two and a half hours at six twenty in the morning, and keep those texts coming through about Baz's special moments, your favourite memories on the show or on the pitch. Three hundred and two dollars could be all yours. We'll be back soon. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. And at 25 minutes past six, it's a very special morning back on Baz Izzy for breakfast. Everybody is jumping for joy. And the Kennard Tire phone line is there for you. 0800 150 811. Come on. Give us a call and talk to the great man Baz this morning. It's good to have him back. You might want to come through with your favourite memory. Would have to be his debut IPL innings that probably set it up for the monster it is. That's from Shane on double eight, double three. Is that sounds about right? Remember that was the first. That was the first hundred. It's the first game, mate. That uh, honestly, he's imagine the um, NFT. NFT that Baz McCann. You know what NFTs are. Yeah, yeah, I've actually just signed with an NFT company. Oh, so, have you? Yeah. Well, NFT yeah. there, bro. Is it DC? We won't see you. You're gone. You'll be <laughs> no, buying your own um, IPL team. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. No, look. Oh, sorry, lads. I was just a bit distracted looking out my window at some building next door that I'm looking forward to the next 14 days. Um, <laughs> Good weather, yeah, eh? No, that was a long time. It was a long time ago, that, that first innings, but it was actually quite remarkable because um, I was naught off eight. So like in terms of uh, T20 cricket, that's really, really bad way to start an innings. <laughs> so, and then I guess I just got a little bit lucky after that, but geez, it's, it's a long time ago, that. Oh, mate, it is, it is. Louis, you got some, uh, oh. you got some news for Stokesy, have you? Oh yeah, overnight. Actually, overnight that came through is Ben Stokes. He's um mm. he's coming to the ashes. And there was Baz. We've I think we've even spoken to you about player burnout and bubble life before you went, and you were real passionate about this. So they were trying to work out who was going to be available and who wanted to go. But Ben Stokes, Baz, how much of an inclusion is that? Massive, absolutely huge. Look, I think he um he obviously had his finger. Uh, injury as well, so that was one part of it. But the strength of him to to put his hand up and say that he had the mental fatigue and the burnout of all these bubbles, which are they're pretty they're pretty demanding to be honest. Lads all operating in in these bubbles, and they do have a ceiling on them for sure. But in regards to the mm. tournament, it's given England some chance. I thought England were next to no chance. Um, not to be yeah. derogatory to them, I just think you know the, the way that the Aussies play in in their own country, and I just I didn't. I don't think the English lineup is is going to be able to get enough runs, but with Ben Stokes on the side, it gives him a chance. So he's big, he's a superstar of the game, and and I'm sure you know he's a fighter as well. So in any given situation, he's improved their chances in that series without doubt. Yeah, and so heading over there, that without them, they would have had absolutely no chances. You said, but going over with Ben Stokes and seeing with him bat, not only just bat and ball. Both sides of it, they're an actual actual chance, especially with the way they're tracking in the um, in the T Twenty at the moment, rolling West Indies, mate. What about that, West Indies? What's going on there? You you know a lot of those West Indies boys. No, they'll bounce back. They're too good. Their team is is ridiculous. How stacked it is, but they just mm. had one of those days where everything went wrong for them. So, 
I wouldn't be giving up on the Windies in the uh, in the T20 World Cup yet. What I would say about England is their T20 one-day sides have been very good on the back of scoring mm. just a whole a, a whole heap of runs and playing a real free-spirited style of play. Their Test game has not had the same success, and with Joe Root aside, they've really struggled for runs. Now I know one player um, is not necessarily going to dramatically enhance a team's chances. But if there was a player who was, um, then it's got to be Ben Stokes. And not just for his ability to bat and bowl and field, but the presence of him in that environment too. Um, he'll give those around him a bit of hope, and I think that's what they need in that in that series. Mate, what about that uh, Russell? He was in your side. He obviously didn't didn't play for you um, much in the tournament. But was it, he's a, he's a big-time player, isn't he? Yeah, he's a rock star as well. He's probably the you know the most mm. uh, dynamic T uh, Twenty all rounder in the world. Look, he was under a bit of an injury cloud. He he pulled his hamstring at a grade two tear in his hamstring, which yeah. for anyone else would have meant that his tournament was out. But he has this amazing ability to heal, and he gave himself a chance. I just felt, you know, he wasn't a hundred percent, and well, he was a bit more around sixty percent. And in a final, I just didn't think it was a risk we could take. In hindsight, maybe we could have. Um, but you know, I just didn't feel we could at the time. But he's a rock star, and and I'm sure you know he's gonna he's gonna make plenty of cash next time round too. <laughs> he is, mate. A bit like yourself. We got a message here from Bitcoin. Someone messaged in about a bit about Bitcoin. Bitcoin is up three thousand dollars since trading this morning. Get on, boys. Elon's on. T. Tom Brady's on. Come on, Bears. Fire up. I don't know anything no about way. it though. Like it's hard. It's, hard. Yeah, same, it's very mate. difficult to invest in something you don't know, isn't it? <laughs> well, Although I do it most days when I'm hunting on horses and I just hunting. hear their names. <laughs> 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 well, what's Ben said? Okay, I'll go put a hundred on that. No, no, that Ben Gamble response me only mean a hundred cents, <laughs> <laughs> which is a oh, dollar, mate. by the way. <laughs> <laughs> that is a dollar. <laughs> Oh, you've got plenty of those dollars. <laughs> oh, here we go. Oh, well. here we go. Mate, it's great to have you back. It is great to have you back. We're going to shoot off to the news with Trudy. We miss Trudy. We love Trudy on the show. She's been outstanding since you, when you've been away, mate. She's been telling us yarns. Trudy's world at about 6.50 every morning. Some random yarns. She's, she, she, um, what did she say yesterday? Lionel Richie was Richie Moonga. So there you go. Yesterday, Richie Moonga looked like Lionel Richie. <laughs> But anyway, we'll shoot off some uh, news with Trudy for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Beautiful stuff. Thank you, Trudy. It's 27 minutes away from 7 o'clock, and it is Baz Day. And to celebrate, we've got $302. Izzy, the the bosses must have been happy with Baz's return. (laughs) Uh, Because we've got some cash to give away. We're just asking, what's your favourite Baz memory, on or off the pitch, on or off the show? What would it be? Uh, Tim, the teacher, came through with a a, a great moment. Baz is 202 off 188 balls against Pakistan and Sarah. That was incredible. Um, and there's plenty more coming through. A couple of questions here about the IPL we can get to during the show as well. So it's great to have Baz back on the show because we get to talk all things racing each day, loveracing.nz with a love racing update. And Baz actually, unlike you and me, is he, well, he tips winners and also he has a couple of horses we can ask him about. And yesterday for Labor Day, there was a fantastic meet at Tarapa 
a Monday meet that was very, very juicy to get into from a punting perspective with a couple of stakes races and one the James and Annie Sarton Memorial Stakes, which is a very good three-year-old race which helps shape the Guineas market, although there's a bit of an abnormality here because Paranui Bay for Tony Pike and Trelawney Stud, well, it won so well. It got stuck parked three wide, it was trapped out wide, and it kept fighting and it scrapped over the top of Meritable down the Tarapa Strait, came from behind it, which can be hard, and... Um, Look, Pikey and the team, they didn't pay the late nomination fee and they didn't realise it had closed. So we're going to have a horse which probably would be favourite for the 2,000 guineas, not even in the market and not even in the race. So, look, I don't really know what's going on here and why New Zealand Thoroughbred Racing have had the cut-off date for the acceptances so soon. But maybe it's more on the onuses on the trainer to be up to the, the case. Look, I would have thought that you would have tried to have every chance and every good horse in a group one that you can, especially at this time of year. So it will be a shame that we won't see the Lonro gelding get to run. And it was oh, oh, super, super effort. And I really do think it would be favourite. Another great race yesterday was the Super Seth at Waikato Stud 1400. Gold Watch. We've been waiting for Gold Watch to come back to the races and carrying 62 kilograms or something similar. It just dropped them. It just dropped them for Cliff Goss, who's one of the great stories in racing, a 90-something-year-old trainer. And Gold Watch was far too good and one more on the card that we just loved the look of. A big run fresh up. Rabada. Now this is what we get it. This is where we get the oil. Baz. Rabada. <laughs> Come on. How good was he? Oh, I thought it was a big run, actually. Mate, that meeting yesterday was superb. It was a nice one to nestle into um here in uh, the south of Auckland. Um but Rabada, look, he he, he was gonna need the run. Um he he's a a gelding we've got a lot of time for. Um, Graham Richardson, um, obviously my neighbour, he trains it and we co-own it. Um, Perencanto gelding, who's already won a race, who's impressed at the trials. Um, look, he's he's someone, he's a horse which I think as, as campaign deepens, we're going to see some pretty good races from. So it was good to see him back yesterday. Um, he's three back on the rails for most of the ride and then he, um, he came off heels and had to try and weave his way through some horses, just came to the end of it. Um, in the last sort of hundred, but he would have improved immensely from his say, not just physically, but mentally as well. But anyway, I'm no horse trainer, but it was, it was good watching that whole goal watch story is a good one too. Eh? Like, so Cherry Cherry Taylor, who is obviously um, Brent Brent and Cherry Taylor from Trelawney, so that her dad is Cliff Goss, right? So they they've they've just got this rich history of. Uh, or pedigree in the in the racing game, and that performance of Gold Watch yesterday was like what? That looked like a proper horse moving forward. So we can keep an eye on that, and actually paid all right money too. Yeah. The other one was um, I don't know how you say this, Louis. Is it Le Lacra? How do you say it? Le, uh, Le, Cres. Le Cres. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the Kelsos, it was very impressive, wasn't it? Yeah. So Sir Peter Vella is was also on. Um, he was on our bus. He on our flight back from Dubai, and he. Of course, uh, owns New Zealand Bloodstock, Pen Carry Stud, and owns that horse yesterday as well. So we managed to get a little dollar off that as I was sitting there waiting to head off to a quarantine hotel. So he's down the hallway in some, some oh, room. Stephen Fleming's, Stephen Fleming's across the road and and uh, or across the hallway, and I'm just parked up here talking to my talking to my boys. <laughs> so, yes. Delightful. Bears.
Baz, <laughs> how's the stable, mate? How's the stable since you've been away? You obviously got Rabada, Tabata, you know. Like, how's the stable, mate? How's it been? Has it been tracking all right since you've been away? Well, we haven't we haven't had any real winners. Oh, that's not true. I had a winner over in uh, in Australia, a horse called Blesk. Um, Defibrillate has been running some very good races without um, without saluting. Uh, Tabata mm. started off her campaign brilliant. Rabada yesterday started off really well. Got one with uh, Jamie Richards called Goddard. We'll see, we'll see at the trials today. So it's good, mate. Liz has done a great job just coordinating the farm, you know, being able to move the cattle around and, and do the harrowing and look after all the all the animals. So that's been, it's been good. I'm looking forward to seeing them all, though, mate. But I think if we follow those horses in the next month, we will get paid at some point, okay? Yeah, yeah. So, so okay. there you go. You can write them down in your little black book. And we can we can make sure that we have something on them. But speaking of little black books, what about the little black book of Quizzy Dag? Eh? Up next to this, <laughs> take on the Is Master. Take on the Is Master and you could win a $50 bonus bet with the TAB. And you can punt all of our horses. Call now 0800-150-811. Baz and Izzy for breakfast, SNZ. <laughs> It's Quizzy Dag with Ashley and Martin. Regrow your hair. Search Ashley and Martin today. You know what time it is. It's Quizzy Dag. A quiz that keeps on giving like I skip a bass. Louie, Trudy, Kez and Joe not wants to brag. But good luck to our quizzies because the ain't in the bag. Oh, 800-150. 811 now, give it a go. It's <laughs> probably the first time Baz that, has heard that, the new Quizzy Rap. Brilliant. <laughs> brilliant is. <laughs> oh. Gave me a little oh. plug at the stop there, mate. Keep on giving like a skip of Baz. I was just oh. bopping away there. That was good. That's worse. You're a talent, you, aren't you? Great. Not just, not just the New Zealand ads. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down. Calm down. Here we go, mate. Here we go. It's time for Quizzy Dag. Welcome back, Baz. Grant Elliott's this message. And welcome back, brother. It's great to have you home. Uh, we'll get into it, eh? We've got Daniel on the line. Morning, Daniel. Morning. Morning, Daniel. Question number Morning. one, but how, how many sixes did Sophie Devine smash in her third Big Bash League century for Perth Scorchers? How many sixes? Oh, man. It was a lot of sixes. Um, <laughs> That's <right>. not an answer. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say ten. Ten. No. wasn't ten, bud. Sorry. We're going to go to Richie. Hey, Good Izzy. Morning, Richie. Welcome back, band. Thanks, Richie. Good to be back. Here we go. And I'll Who do, was um, named as on? Oh, how many sixes does Sophie Devine smash in her third Big Bash League century? Six. Six it was, bud. Six it was. Well, oh, Richie, Richie. Question number two. Who was named as the Tokyo Olympics female team of the year at the at the international ceremony yesterday? The Black Ferns. Oh. Yes. Hello, right, Richie. Question number three. Who scored the first hat-trick by visiting Premier League player 
at Old Trafford when Liverpool beat Manchester United 5-0 yesterday? Mo Salah. Yes. Richie, you're on fire Question here. number four. You're on fire. Question number four. How many attempts has it taken Pakistan to beat India in a World Cup cricket fixture? Unlucky for some 13. Oh, he's on fire. He is on fire. Here we go. Question number five. Which New Zealand runner won the New York Marathon in a world's best time exactly four years, 40 years ago? Rod Dixon. No. Was it Rod Dixon? Sorry, Richie. That was good effort, mate. Well done. Taking us so far, Richie. Well done. Oh, no. And then Tim from Mount Wellington is going to come through and swoop it. Tim from Mount Wellington. Morning. Yo, morning. Morning. Which New Zealand runner won the New York Marathon? Was it John Walker? Best time. No. Wasn't John Walker. Sorry, Tim. Going to go for Alan and Fakatani. Al, it's your time, bud. Uh, um, <laughs> finally, in good timing, but um, yeah, I wouldn't have the focus. Um, we'll go for uh, Murray Halberg. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't Buzzer, Alan. It wasn't Buzzer. Thanks, mate. Have a good day out. We're going to go to Brenton. There's obviously no Google in Fakatani. No, no, no. They're, they're pretty honest on the show. They're pretty honest on the show, Bears. They don't Google. Only the odd okay. one. Brenton definitely doesn't Google. Morning, Brenton. Morning, mate. Morning, mate. Uh, What's New Zealand uh, running? Hello, everybody. Is that Alison Rowe? <laughs> it is Alison Rowe, Brenton. Congratulations. You did, brother. Cheers, mate. Well done. Baz will give you a tip later on today, mate. He'll give you a wee tip to chuck that fitty on. Paul Moati's scared. <laughs> <laughs> Good quizzes. Solid uh, quiz. A little yeah, bit in there for everyone. Yeah, solid, eh? But, yeah. Well, Richie went five straight and then just lost it at the end, mate. But that's okay. That's okay. Thanks for your calls. Keep those texts coming through. Good luck. Coming up, we've got Trudy's World, Baz. You're going to love this. You'll love a little Trudy's World. Not happy with your hair loss? Make today your turning point and search Ashley and Martin online. Trudy's World coming up. All right, we're not far away from 7 o'clock, and after the news at 7, we got our favourite son, the West Coast of Paul Cole. Next down, Matt Woolbank as well. And remember, today we are asking you to give us a call, 0800 150 811, the Kennard's Hire phone line. Let us know your favourite Baz memory. As he said, today's his favourite Baz memory. I'd go close. I wish I knew he owned Bless, because that was a pretty good memory, as it saluted last week. Send us a text on double eight double three. There's some great nominations here, and you could win yourself 300 and two schmackaroos to get on one of Baz's um, great tips coming up this week. So send us a text or give us a call on the Kenatsar phone line 0800 150 811. But this became part of the show and a staple of the show over the last couple of months. It's true as well. It's true as well. It's true as well. It's true as well. <laughs> you like that one, Baz? It's Trudy's world. Wow. <laughs> Baz is probably wow. wondering what the heck this segment even is, let alone what that intro is all about. 
Baz, we cover oh. all the news oh. you don't need here. This little segment, couple of minutes, the funny stories. Put a smile on your face for the day. That's what Trudy's World is all about. There you go. Okay, I look forward to this. Look forward to this. What well, do you got for us? Well, on such an auspicious day, the day after Labor Weekend will now forever be known, I decree, as Baz's day. The day he came home to us, his family, the Baz and Izzy Breakfast Show. Yeah. Today's all about the Baz man. No Lionel Richie, Richie Wonga jokes. No, so he's an MIQ by Auckland Airport. He's a little bit grumpy, just a tiny bit, but he's thawing out. He's thawing out. So a virtual cuddle from us across the airwaves to you, Baz. Um, we're going to just focus on you. Described by CrickBuzz.com as a Kiwi hunk. He's just... <laughs> it's true. Google it. Google That's it. right. He like is a Kiwi hunk. Frosted tips and all. Frosted tips. He's just blown out the big one, the big 4-0 while he was away. Wikipedia, they describe him as Brendan Barry McCollum, ONZM. Cricket coach, you know, all that stuff. But this is where we need you because that Wikipedia nutshell is spot on, but it's just a bit meh. So in a message, could you please just message us, you out there, double eight, double three, sum Baz up in a text message, your favourite Baz moment, and you're going to win $302, 302 smackaroos for you. And I thought we'd talk money, Baz. Mm-hmm. Seeing we talk about money, giving away money to the listeners. Um, what are you, You've been yeah. away seven weeks, it's obviously all worth it. What are you going to spend your money on? And how much? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. How much uh, you get, mate? How much? Come Tell on. us. <laughs> I got enough to buy a pie, a pint, and a punt. Is is what I what I managed to be able to earn. I have horses too. Very expensive habit, um, but we love it. That just on that Wikipedia page, Trudy. Mm. Uh, I think they've they've got a couple of things wrong. I think there's one there about there's a kid missing. Is there a kid missing? Is the child. Yeah, missing? there might be a kid missing. Yeah, she's seven now, Evie. So that's a little bit late, but. I think my height might be wrong as well. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Kiwi tall hunk. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> 174 centimetres of prime South Dunedin flesh. Got <laughs> to get that figure out of you or what? Before the 7 o'clock news. Can we, can we clip that out? Joe, Joe, can you clip that out? <laughs> what Baz just said about that from South Dunedin. That's going on a promo. <laughs> What what is going on with the intro, Trudy? As well for your your Trudy's world, isn't it beautiful? Who, who is that? That's that's our who stand-up that? comedian, that's me, Joe. <laughs> Joe. <laughs> Joe, that's terrible. I thought it was going to be auto-tuned, but like the guy, I sent it off to a guy to get auto-tuned. He didn't do anything to it. Oh yeah, except take the Mickey out of you and, and let it go live on national radio. Nice work. With yeah, the yeah, we got work on by leaving it on. We've got ABBA in there in the league. We've had legal letters already about using ABBA in it, and oh, we're in trouble. That <laughs> nah, honestly, honestly, Bez. Honest, honestly, Bez. Honestly, Bez. Can you just, like, round the, like, a little east <laughs> of it? <or? laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, well, I'm easing my how way many, back in the things you've got crawls, obligations. How many crawls? A diamond <laughs> ring for your beautiful wife. <laughs> she doesn't need any more diamond rings. Izzy, well, I've been away. You've got obligations, remember? I'm easing my way back into things. Yeah. Look after us here. Yes. I will. I will, mate. It's great to have you back, man. I keep saying it. And like we said, just keep those texts coming through. Your favourite memories, like Trudy said, you can win 302 bucks. Courtesy of the team at SNZ, just to welcome back Skipper. Uh, but coming up, anyway, you're craving a McCafe about now in Auckland. Hopefully again soon. Here's Trudy. With the news for Kubota, together we are shaping and building New Zealand. How good.
Good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. It's Tuesday, the 26th of October. It's just after 7 o'clock on the Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We've got Texas flowing in. Everyone is keen for that 302. Smackaroos representing Baz's highest test score. Want to win it? Keep those Texas coming through. Your favourite moment of Baz on the air or on the pitch? Or any little moments. Why you love Baz? Just tell us. Well, you love Bears, because we love them here on the Bears and Izzy for breakfast. Great to have you back, brother. Coming up on the show, uh, last month we spoke to a glow, a, a bloke doing amazing things, raising money for suicide awareness and mental health. Matt Woolbank is well into his journey of running 654 kilometres. The amount of suicides last year was 654. So he's doing great, great things. Uh, he's 25 days into his 31-day journey. He's about 620 kilometres in. Matt's going to join us about 740 to talk that, um, yeah, looking forward to chatting to Matt. So it's a time when we need to keep raising awareness about it. And then just after 8 o'clock, we're going to talk some MLB basketball, NFL, well and truly into the seasons over in America, the big American sports. MLB World Series is amongst us. It's just about to kick off in the next couple of days. Um, Michael J. Durate is a gun reporter for NBC, and he's going to talk to us about those coming up. And then we're, all, we're just approaching... He's on Cup Week as well. He's on Cup Week's only two weeks away. Yesterday we had Noel Harris on. Noel Harris rode Ever Swindell in 2007. Went on to ride over 2,000 winners. 2,000 winners. Many Group 1 winners. Amassing $17 million. So he's rolling in the same, same amount of money as Baz McCullough. But today we got Ricky May on. And uh, Ricky May drove Terror to Love in his third straight New Zealand Trotting Cup. Down here in Christchurch, and Baz was actually there with Owen Morgan. So great to have him. But right now, he is one of our champions, one of our favourites. We love championing our champions. It's fair to say our guy, Paul Cole, is having an absolute amazing year on the PSA World Circuit. He put in an ap- another impressive effort over the weekend, falling just shy in the Qatar Classic final to his good mate, Diego Elias. We've tracked Paul down this morning. He's been half kind enough to join us. And Baz is back as well, Paul. So you got both of us. Good morning, Paul. Morning, Paul. Good boys. Good to have you back, Baz. Oh, it's Good nice to have to be Baz back, back mate. <laughs> hey, how you going, bud? Yeah, not bad, thanks, man. Not bad. Um, just got back uh, back home yesterday. So back from Qatar, so not too bad, thanks, man. A little bit tired, but... Uh, Getting a few beverages down tonight, so um, fixing the fixing the jet lag. Qatar hey, wasn't too far does. away from you, actually, over there, bro. I was uh, I was in Dubai, so I was in Abu Dhabi and then Dubai. You know, it's, it's pretty warm over there at the moment, isn't it? You know what, mate? You're on my TV all week. We had the BN Sport, and I was watching the. Uh, I, was, I was catching up on the cricket, mate. Yeah, she's, she was 41 what degrees a- in Qatar when I was there. It was uh, quite toasty. Yeah, so who did you want to win the IPL final then? Flem or, or, or Baz? <laughs> nah, Baz all day, all day. Yeah. <laughs> he knows. Shut up, brother. Shut up, brother. We'll get you a roll over there too if you can fit it in amongst all your all your successes. <laughs> yeah, well, we've got to try and sort out the old finals, don't we? You know, second yeah. place is going to get him out of the... <laughs> Mate, you're a, you're a born winner. Yeah, you win everything. So it's yeah, okay mate. to win. It's okay to run second every now and then. <laughs> yeah, no, this is a this is a tough one though. It was um, 
you know, it was a, sort of the first final that I was probably expected to win. So um, there's a little bit more pressure, and it sort of it hurt a little bit more when when you lost. You know, it was just a, it was a different vibe all week. Um, I was one of the top seeds rather than mm. sort of you know one of the challengers. So it was a little bit different vibe in the the camp all week. But um, you know, I was, I was still pretty proud to make the final because I was actually feeling a bit of pressure all week. So um, it's a little bit you know new stage in my career and enjoyed the challenge and um, unfortunately didn't get the win but you know I was pretty happy with the performances to be honest Hey bro let's talk about your performance you, you, you are playing some consistent squash like you've been there and there about semi-final, final you know you just haven't got over the line but that's okay you're still playing consistently what can you put that down to bud? Yeah I think that's something I, I, I always wanted in my career to be honest um, you know just training hard every day um, and just priding on, you know, turning up and, and giving 100% every time. It's, it's actually something I wanted to, to achieve in my career, and not just sort of, you know, win one tournament, then drop off the face for three months. It was sort of, I just wanted to be, you know, um, consistently performing to my ranking or better every week. So I think it's just, you know, training hard every day and just getting that mindset sorted. Um, I think it's, you know, growing up in New Zealand, I think it's something that we, we, we're lucky enough to sort of have taught to us um, mm. at an early age so that's something that I sort of focus on in my career to, to just be consistent and try and I think that's one good way to get to the top it's just consistently turning up every week and, and trying hard well what was was there a bit of banter out there I know Diego Elias is one of your good mates he's probably one of your favorite players on the tour so you got that relationship but was it still pretty tense and we we getting into him were you throwing some chat out like you throw out to the other blokes out there Especially the Egyptians. <laughs> it's funny, bro. Yeah, it's funny. Funny when you're playing your mate, you sort of, you know exactly what each other's doing, you know. So we sort of like get our body in the way and, and block him from getting the ball and he sort of, you know, gives you a bit more stick. But <laughs> it's all a bit more friendly, so it's always a bit more fun. Yeah. But um, it's definitely a weird one, you know, both competing for something that we really want and uh, we're trying not to be too much of a, you know, we're still trying to be nice to each other, but we're also still trying to kill each other on court, so... Um, it's, it's pretty fun though to be honest it's sort of you know got that little mental mental mind game going on um, but yeah there's definitely a, a different vibe on there Have you been able to sit back and have a couple of beers with Diego after the, after the match? Um, yeah we had a couple um, the night of guitar um, but it was <laughs> I'm not going to lie it was pretty hard to, uh, to face him after that because I was pretty gutted and he was obviously celebrating with all his Peruvian fans, oh. so um, it wasn't the nicest atmosphere for me to be in, but yeah, <laughs> having have a few beers tonight was, uh, you know, by myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good man. And what's coming up next, mate? You've obviously had a, a pretty arduous schedule over the last little while, very successful one, but but what's up next? Yeah, it's been tough, man. We've had a lot of uh, different time zones as well, which, you know, you, you guys know yourself, it's, it's hard to sort of keep the body energised. Um, but we're sort of um, in, in Europe for the rest of the year. Um, so I'm, I'm heading off to London in, in two weeks to play one of my favourite tournaments there um, in, in, in London. They sort of put a put a glass court on around Canary Wharf there. So it's always a real good atmosphere. Um, obviously, the middle of London, it's pretty, it goes off pretty well. They sell out, you know, um, every year. So playing them a couple of weeks. And then um, we've got one in Egypt and end of the year in December and then maybe we're still waiting on sort of COVID approval but we might be going to Malaysia for the world teams to represent New Zealand so that will also happen in December um, as long as you know sort of the COVID protocols 
allow it. So that'll be that's always a good time, you know, um, seeing the brothers and, and wearing the fern. Mate, tell us about your your eating while on tour. I know you had a terrible time eating tomato pasta. I think <laughs> it was in Egypt or somewhere like that. And then now you've been in Qatar. And Baz was in um, Dubai. He reckons he got the most expensive chicken ten, <laughs> the chicken. What was it? Chicken course that you had, mate? It was about eighty buck NZ or something. What was the food yeah, like in Qatar, good. mate? Are you eating pretty well? Yeah, unfortunately the uh, PSA is not quite the IPL, but um, yeah, we. Uh, <laughs> I was having I was having a lot of I was having a lot of tomato pasta there as well. But this is actually our first tournament that we didn't have any restrictions due to COVID, so. Um, we could get out, so I was smashing a bit of Nando's um, at the shopping mall just down the road. So it was actually nice. We sort of didn't have any restrictions, and we could live a bit of normal life, you know. So um, it was actually an enjoyable tournament to be a part of, finally, after 12 months of just living in our rooms and, and going to the squash courts. Well, try and make sure you enjoy yourself over there as well, bro, because I've just got back, obviously, I'm, I'm in quarantine. Here's what I've got for breakfast this morning. There's a, a vegan Benedict. Wilted greens, mushrooms, fresh fruit, <laughs> juice, and cupcake. But it's being delivered to my room between eight and ten a.m. So there's no need to rush back if you if you've got some good tucker over there, my brother. Yeah, you're definitely not selling it to me. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, it is a crazy place, though, eh? Qatar, like just a, a bizarre. There's so much opulence and wealth, and and they get right in behind their squash over there, bro. Yeah, it's an interesting country, man. They're actually just doing up, um, well, they're just spending millions because they got the FIFA World Cup there at the end of next year. So um, they're basically reconstructing the whole city, sort of every every road's under construction. Um, they're building new parks just for this one World Cup, you know. But they do they do look after the players, you know, super well. I'll give them credit for that. It's probably the number one tournament on tour where they actually treat the players um, really well. You know, we had a suite every, we had a suite, you know, most of the players or top seeds had a suite. We had our own drivers to the courts and stuff. So um, credit to them. They do look after us, but it's a, it's a different world over there for sure. It's a, definitely an interesting one to be a part of. Mate, what, we spoke to you last time, and we, we always ask the question, and Baz just touched on MIQ. When are you coming home to have two weeks in MIQ? Probably free because no one pays for it. <laughs> yeah, well, I was, I was trying to get on the waiting list, but it's... Uh, I don't quite have the pool that bad. Oh. I was hoping we could room share or something, but I didn't get the invite, mate. <laughs> oh, you fans well, so if I had to know on that, can you give them a few tips how to get a little spot, Baz? Mate, some are just born lucky. They say it's better to be born lucky than born rich. Maybe I was just born lucky. But I've just seen, I just see that you might not, there's, there's something going on like they're talking that you might not even have to um, a quarantine when you come home if you double vaxxed at some stage. So, that would be the go for you, wouldn't it? Just get home and go straight to straight yeah. to home. Hundred percent. That's what I'm sort of keeping an eye on because we also I also don't really have until probably you know next uh, more New Zealand win, so I don't really have two weeks to spare anyway between tournaments because um, the tournaments are the schedule's getting quite busy. So I'm praying for that to happen. You know the old benefit for the vaccinated, um, which I think mm. it's sounding pretty promising, but yeah, probably not till next year. So. I'm um, hoping the start of next year I can sort of jump home for a couple of weeks and, and see the farm now. Nice. Nice. Nice, Paul Cole, mate. We're, we're very proud of you here, mate. I know you're going to get over the line soon in your next tournament coming up, mate. We're, we'll be watching you with interest. You're our big, we're your biggest supporter here on Bears and Izzy for Breakfast, mate. So keep up the great work and we'll chat soon, eh? Thanks, 
Pleasure, man. Thanks for the phone call, boys. See you, mate. There you go. There you go. That's Paul Cole. He's a champion, mate. He's he's obviously uh, living a different old life over there with the PA, PSA compared to the IPL, mate. What was the food like in Dubai, hey, Bears? Mate, you touched on it a little bit. Mate, was it pretty good? It's just just quietly. He's doing all right too. Don't worry about that. Okay. He's 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 sort of trying to throw me under the bus a little bit there. I think he's doing just fine. <laughs> a sweet in Qatar. You you imagine how good that room is? That would be like yeah. unbelievable. So, no, he's doing great things, isn't he? And we're, uh, we are very proud of him. You're right. We're his biggest fans on Baz Nizzy for breakfast too. And just the fact he's always giving of his time and, and he's obviously dominant in, in his sport, but he's just such a Kiwi too. You can hear it in his voice how proud he is to be a Kiwi and, and doing what he's doing on the world stage. So, gee, we're lucky. We're lucky to call him, uh, call him one of our own, aren't we, as yeah, we are, mate. We are. I just follow. I follow him on Insta, mate. And you see how hard he works. He's constantly training, putting a lot of effort on the rowing machine, and mate, because you you played a bit of squash. It's pretty taxing, eh? Pretty taxing on the body. Yeah, but he's a knock knockabout bloke too, though. A couple of beers after to, mm. to celebrate or commiserate. So that's maybe that's why yeah. he, he really resonates with me as well. But he does <laughs> work hard. Squashes. Oh, it is difficult, eh? Like. It's good. Yeah. Good chance to strip off a bit of weight, actually, on the squash court is. You won't be doing oh, much squash mate, at the moment, though, with your busted leg. How's your leg? Oh, my leg, mate. Yeah, so you left and I broke my leg, mate. So I've been in a cast for the whole time you've been away. But I'm in a moon boot now. So I'm in a moon boot. I'm walking around. I can I can actually walk on it. I've taken the moon boot off now, and I can actually put weight on it and move. I just, I've just lost so much weight. Um, Not weight. I wish I lost all heaps of weight. I've lost so much muscle around my leg. It's just really, really weak. So I've just got to build it up with a bit of rehab. So calf raises, um, you know, just ankle movements, just building up the muscle. It's pretty um, yeah. pretty weak at the moment, mate. Nice. But it's getting there. I'll tell you what, I'm never jumping on a motorbike again, tell you. So do you actually do rehab? Like I know I always went to the physios and they just said, you do this, do that. I never did it. It was like, there's no way I'm... <laughs> Sitting there doing calf raises. You don't go to the gym to do a calf raise, do you? <laughs> um, look, I will. I will because, like this, when you obviously when you come back from an injury with car with a cast on it, you've just your your leg has just been inactive for about seven weeks. If I go out there and I try and move or try and just move really quick, I might pull an Achilles, mate. And then that's another five months in surgery if you if you tear your Achilles and. And things like that. So I'll probably I'll do I'll just do like I'm just sitting here, I'll just do like a little car phrase and only five and I'm bloody naked already, so yeah, but uh, Is it gonna yeah, be okay I'll, for a golf day, trip? Mate. Is it well, gonna be okay Bears, for a golf that's trip? A, that's the thing, Bears. I'm a bit I I might be on the drinks cart, mate, because I'm in this moon boot for another four weeks and then I'm um and then I'm out. And then I'm out of it and I haven't swung a club, mate. Well imagine that. I'll be her I'll be so, horrendous. Yeah, this same tournament, though, that we're talking about, this is Flem's golf tournament, the donk. And a few years ago, I had a broken arm, and I had my arm in cast. So I actually played the tournament with one arm. So there's no real yeah. excuses for you not to play just because you've got a little bit of a stiff kind of moon boot issue thing going on there, bro. We'll just try and get you a few more shots. <laughs> what do you reckon? Yeah, I need a few more shots, mate. I'm not def- I'm not off a five. I'm not off a five at the moment anyway, mate. But... We'll come back. We'll come back. We've got a caller for you, Bears. A favourite moment. We've got Zaid waiting for us. We'll go to a quick break. You're listening to Bears and Izzy for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Zaid coming up. 
We are 24 minutes past 7 o'clock this morning, and it's a massive morning because we got our Skip Baz back, and uh, as well as that, Scotland, they've been absolutely trashed by Afghanistan at the T20 World Cup. The Black Caps play their first game tomorrow against Pakistan. Daniel McCarty, Grant Elliott, the crew commentating live here on SENZ with Razine. All thanks to Razine. Um, they are the paint that Kiwis have trusted for so many years now, so we can't wait to rip in tomorrow, and we'll have Baz, which is perfect to be able to react to the Black Caps side as we come on here a little bit later tomorrow. And we're asking you today, what's your favourite memory of Baz from the, the years, whether it was on the field, off the field, in the commentary box, on SCNZ, on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. And we've got some great texts coming through already, Izzy. And uh, do we have a callers? We do have a caller. So that's right. You can text or you can call because Zaid from Auckland has a favourite Baz moment. Good morning, Zaid. Good morning. I've got a few. Um... My first one is obviously the 302. Was, wasn't it a big partnership with like um, Jimmy Neesham and BJ Watling against India in um, 2013? And that was to draw the match, wasn't it? And then I've got a few at the Big Bash. I'm not sure if um, McCullum will think it's the best moment, but it was. Um, I've been to Brisbane a few times because um, it's a brilliant hol- hol- holiday place. Can't wait to get back over there when the borders open. But um, I think it was 2017. Sydney Sixers semi-final and it went to the Super Over and I think it was um, Mitch Rodriguez that um, won the game for the Sydney Sixers against the Heat at the Gabba but I've also been back a few times I think I just went before COVID in um, 2020 in January and um, how good's the um, halftime fireworks show they just so what oh. they do is they just dark out the whole stadium and put the fireworks on it's brilliant the way they do their um entertainment at the Gabba and how good is that stadium um, Baz yeah thanks for the calls eh? it's good to hear from you mate the, yeah, um, good. a couple of those things yeah appreciate the one um, the partnerships with BJ and Jimmy Neesham um, that was a, a pretty incredible time for us to have got ourselves out of that test match and then it meant that we won the series and I think that could have that put a, a real sort of exclamation mark on that period of time for us Um the one, just quickly moving forward to that one uh, at the Gabba, and I, I completely agree with you about the halftime show. That whole, uh, what they, <laughs> the Big Bash, oh, I thought it was at its best about that same time that you're talking about, um, where the crowds were completely chocker. Yeah, Chris Lynn was hitting Sean Tate out of the Gabba. You had these amazing halftime shows. Did you have, was Rocketman there when you went? Was he there at the Rock, same time, was, flying around? It was who was Rocket Man? No, they had a Rocket Man fella sort of fly around the stadium at the same time as well. It was, it was such a big event. I think that was when the Big big Bash was at its best and you had some of the best players in the world coming together um, and international players as well. I feel it's lost a little bit of its um, zest since then, um, but those were good days and good memories. Thanks for bringing those up, Zad. Well, all the rule changes and... Um... I think it'd be interesting when they when they bring their review system in. Is, is it next year? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, it's so next, that, that next might season. Change, so... change it up a bit. But um, what, what's yeah. your prediction for the um Black Caps? You reckon in the um T Twenty World Cup, we've obviously seen some um interesting results with Pakistan beating India, and then um obviously they reckon that um uh your old mate Mitchell McLennigan, I heard an interview with him yesterday. I think it was on your show with Izzy, and he was saying that um. He reckoned Afghanistan could be a bit of a smoky, and they've obviously smashed um, yeah. Scotland by 130 runs this morning. So what do you reckon about the Black yeah. Caps' chances? Pakistan's going to be pretty well, hard I, I, against 
I think the Black Caps' chances increased when the um, when both Bangladesh and Sri Lanka are on the other side of the draw. I think our draw has is definitely um, the easier side. Um, Afghanistan definitely a threat when you've got eight overs in the middle between Rashid Khan and Mujib Al Rahman. Um, then you're going to be dangerous, especially in those Sharjah conditions, which is where I think the Black Caps are going to meet. Um, are going to meet them. We're going to find out more tomorrow, to be honest, Dave. Um, tomorrow's game against Pakistan, which will be full of feeling as well after the most recent pullout um, from the Black Caps on the tour to to Pakistan for security reasons, um, is, has left some some pretty um, some pretty upset Pakistan fans and cricketers. So there will be plenty of feeling in that game. Um, tomorrow will, I think, show us uh, how how strong our chances are in this tournament. If we play well against them and get the result, then I'd say we've got a good chance. If we don't, then it's going to be difficult. But uh, really, thanks for your call, Zaid. Thanks for bringing up some of those cool memories as well. Um, and we wish you all the best and look forward to hearing you again soon on Baz and Izzy for breakfast, mate. Sweet. Goodbye. Good man. Good man. Good memories, Baz. Good memories. He's got yeah. a good memory on him. Was a rocket man. Was that a pretty cool thing over there? They know how to do it, eh? That's what we need to bring to New Zealand. Some of Some sort of... Halftime entertainment, pre-game entertainment. The light show. He's right. They completely blacked out the entire stadium at the halftime. And they just mm. had this unbelievable light show. My kids used to love it. In fact, most of the players would, instead of warming up in between, they'd go out and watch this this <laughs> halftime show. So it was it was pretty cool. Yeah, awesome. Mate. We've got a few texts here. Keep them coming in. We've got one from Christchurch and, uh, Christchurch and his name's Tim. What I loved about Baz was his absolute commitment, chasing down balls and smashing himself into signs on the boundary, epitomised what he was all about for me. Got to meet him with my son at the Cricket World Cup 2015. Absolute legend. That is from Tim in Christchurch, mate. And you spoke about that, eh? That epitomised a player's attitude. Never, ever give up on the fight when you're chasing down the ba- at the boundary. You're a big change uh, within the group. I heard you speaking about that, eh, Baz? Yeah, mate. Yeah, no, that's one thing that you can control, your ability to be able to um, put into the bucket through some of your energy and, and you should be able to walk into a ground not know whether you're on top but see that this team's committed in the field by how they chase the ball to the boundary. And this current New Zealand side does it as well. Um, yeah. Mate, I'm going uh, to jump in here as well. So it's seen I'm back now, sort of I understand run sheets a little bit more. So it's coming up 7.30 here on Baznizzi for breakfast. So that means it's time for Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Twenty-seven minutes away from eight o'clock, Baz and Izzy for breakfast in its truest form. Return today with Baz back from the IPL. More text steaming in on double eight, double three of Baz's the fondest memories of Baz on or off the field. Um, we've got three hundred and two dollars, which of course represents that famous knock at the Basin Reserve to hook you up with. We'll announce that winner just after eight thirty. Um, a great text here, still on the on the uh, Big Bash theme. Great watching the Bash Brothers, Baz and Lynn smashed at all parts. was always great viewing. So you can give us a call on the Kennard's Hire phone line, 0800 150. Be like Zane. Dade, give us a call. We would love to hear from you. Just a couple of quick stories to update you lads on. And it's cricket related this morning because, we had, well, cricket season's coming up. We had the Plunkett Shield in the weekend in action. Um, and there's plenty going on. So... 
Black Caps, Kane Williamson. Well, he's described his elbow injury, as you would have seen a, a bit of this at the IPL, Baz. It's an ongoing battle. It's clearly bothering him, so he didn't play in their last warm-up game. He will play against Pakistan by the looks of it, but it's a long-standing injury, and it flared up against that in that warm-up match against Australia. So he says it's just been an ongoing battle. On the whole, it's shown improvement, but every now and then it seems to be a bit more bothersome. It's feeling a bit better now, and I think these tendon issues are often a loading problem so there's a bit of a delicate balance to strike and it flared up during the England game and I just tried to manage the load after that so I didn't bat in the English game so he's doing okay but he's not pretending like it's not an issue and it's not bothering him ahead of tomorrow's match against Pakistan and over at the IPL well massive news coming out this morning two more franchises have been added to the world's biggest and richest 2020 league um, this is a massive story because it shows the out of control, well not even out of control, just the huge exponential growth of franchise sport and cricket. So the combined total of the, the new owners, they spent US $1.6 billion, billion to acquire their teams. That is more than, um, well one of them was worth $1.3 New Zealand billion and that's worth more than some NBA teams, that'll be worth more than a lot of uh, MLB teams to put it in perspective, it's huge so two different private equity groups have made the bids and it combined over US $1.6 billion in earnings and in wealth that have been poured into the IPL and we have an awesome text here Baz, morning boys welcome back, just one thing about the IPL do owners put any pressure or have any input in the team and on the team. That's Dave from Caraca, and that's off the back of this news, Baz. Do you have any insight there, man? Yeah, it's a really good question, actually, um, from Dave, because that, that's, for some teams, that it is quite a lot. Um, I'm lucky with my franchise, KKR. My owners are, um, well, one is the biggest Bollywood star, possibly the biggest actor in the world in Shah Rukh Khan. Um, and then uh, my other owner is, is a um, family called Jay Meta and um, Jui Chawla and they they own most of Uganda so they're big big businessmen in their own right uh, very very successful um, phenomenal people but they don't they don't put a lot of pressure on at all in fact they put no pressure on um, which is I'm very lucky I think that in that situation that I'm not having to um, be too answerable ultimately you're answerable by your results but you know they they picked me to do a job and then they they entrust me to do that job um and if if you if you don't do it you get sacked if you do then then you make some usd or rupee as they call it um but i know other teams certainly um there is a lot more pressure comes on from some of their owners who who tend to be a bit more micromanaging and and that can be a difficult one when assessing whether a job is is right for you or not rather than just jumping into it because of of the um the fruits of it you've got to work out whether it lines up with your own um mantra as well and i'm very lucky with KKR that it does mate i was i'm guessing that's kind of like i've watched the mumbai indians netflix show and just seeing the influence that their owners have and uh you know the big money behind that team that'd be one of those ones that the owners have a lot of input on their side i'd say yeah, well, I think you can probably see that as well from that documentary, can't you? As well, it was, you know, that they are, I think they're worth about $16, $17 billion and used to making everything that they do turn to gold. So I think they like to have a bit more bit more influence over things. But the key is that that's okay as long as you're able to manage it. Um, the, the, the problem arises when that filters down to the players and becomes noise and distractions and pressure. 
and that that's I guess one of your jobs as a head coach is to try and um, just handle the the noise and and to manage up so that the players are able to still go out there and just perform their duties. Mate, I'm going to read you one more test text uh, from Schleiman. One of his favourite moments was a 54-ball test century to top Viv Richards in 2016, who I think was your hero, mate. How was that moment? That's from Simon. Great one. Thank you, Simon. That is a great one. That was a pretty cool day because it was my last hurrah um, when it comes to international cricket. So, yeah, it was pretty cool. And then after um, that game against the Aussies, I actually got a message from um, Sir Viv Richards saying that uh, if there was anyone, he was congratulating me and saying that if there's anyone that he wanted to break the record, it was it was me, which was pretty cool because he loved loved the way that I tried to play the game. So that was a pretty cool moment and um, yeah, one I'll remember forever. I actually saw the video again the other day. I should try and track it down and, and we might even be able to play it one time on, on Baz Nizzy for breakfast. Oh. But thank you very much, we Simon, will. for another kind note. Gee, there's a lot of... You guys are starting to make me a bit emotional, you know, sitting here just having <laughs> no, to. it's good, mate. It's good. You know what, go Baz? You know what, Baz? The past exploits. But you keep them coming because you're a special human. You know what? My black contact book has got an absolute hiding over the last couple of months. So maybe we can get that contact book and go through <laughs> those text messages and Viv Richards. You got Viv Richards' number in there? <laughs> I do have Viv Richards' number in there, but. I'm not sure if I'm letting them loose on you, my friend. <laughs> Let them loose, well, mate. Let them around. loose on the Baz and Izzy. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see uh, you, we uh, you know. We've got, we got Matt Wallbank. We've got Matt Wallbank coming up after the break. We're going to um, catch up with him to talk about his progress. He's running 654 kilometres. Uh, that's 654 suicides last year in New Zealand, and he's raising money for suicide awareness and mental health. He's going to be up after the break. Unreal. Love what he's about. Mental health is a topic we've focused on a lot over the past few months. Someone who amplifies passion for spreading the word, word around mental health is Matt Wallbank. You might remember Matt from when we spoke to him over a month ago prior to him undertaking the mammoth task of running 654 kilometres in a month to raise money for I Am Hope New Zealand. The month is nearly up, so we've got him on the back on the show to, to get a little progress update, mate. Good morning, Matt. Uh, morning, boys. How are you? I'm going good. Yeah. How are you? How are you going, Matt? Where, where, yeah. are you? where are you at? <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in Hamilton. Um, we've, we've, we've obviously been in lockdown the last sort of yeah. three weeks now, I guess. So it's been interesting, but we're uh, keeping it moving and we've got 30Ks to go. So it's been quite good, actually. Mate, are you, are you, are you still chogging along pretty quick? Are you getting through the kilometres nice and easy? Or has it become, has it become a bit uh, of a drag? Are you crawling your way through to the finish line or what? Uh, it's definitely slowed a bit, but we're still still managing to run them and keeping it sort of like just under five-minute Ks. So... Still, still moving okay. Oh, just nice. find, find, finding a way to get it done. I guess it's been quite good. I managed to um, pump out some big days over the last week. Like I think, I think I ran 200k last week. So sort of managed wow. to front load it. So now, now I can just cruise at home and hopefully be done tomorrow. So you've been trying to run away from Hamilton, or or you've been running around Hamilton? <laughs> <laughs> just joking. Nine fifty four a.m. We love you in Hamilton. 
<laughs> nah, exactly, exactly. There's been some kind souls watching me run past in the last sort of few months. I think they probably imagine I'm going a bit nuts, especially there's a few building sites down the road from where I'm staying and I see them three t- three times a day going out for my run. I think they must be wondering what's going on. <laughs> Oh, is it is it real demanding, mate? Like, I can't imagine running that fast, six hundred and fifty-four yeah. kilometers. I couldn't imagine. I think doing that. The, the the first the first week was really hard. Like, I I thought I was cooked after yeah. the first week. Um, just like your body, your body's just not used to it. Um, probably ran a little bit too quick the first week. Um, but it, yeah, it sort of it just sort of locks into gear, and then sort of just been in zombie zombie mode every time I run now, just banging podcasts and um yeah, trying not to run too fast is probably the being the key. And how's the support been, Matt? How's the support been been around the Hamilton, you know, support base from from trying to raise some money for I am Hope. Has the support been good, mate? Yeah, it's been really good. We've I've had so many people reaching out and had some really cool messages and pe- people who are actually awesome being really open with sharing their own experiences, sharing even people who know people who are part of that 654, um, the 654 people who committed suicide last year. So that's been, I, I guess, a big motivating factor. And from a financial standpoint, we've we've got uh, nearly $10,000 with, with a bit more to come. So that's been really cool as well. Um, but no, it's been it's been really cool how open people have been willing to be, and um, definitely makes a difference when you're struggling on those runs that you know you're doing something that that potentially could make a difference. So how how do people make contribution, Matt? What do they do? How do they go yeah, through so the process? Yeah, so we're still the the give a little page is still open until I, I believe it closes the first of November, um, which can be accessed through my. Uh, my Instagram and I think it's the link seems to be flying around like if you just google October 654 kilometers Matt Warbank it should it should come up I'd imagine um, but yeah that's that's probably been the key and it's been nice because I, I managed to call my way back to mum and dad for the for the lockdown so I've managed to hoe down mum's cook mum's cooking every night and it's managed to keep me going and it's been good it's been really good Oh, great. Nice. Well, we're going to chuck that up on our, our Twitter page, mate, where you can donate to help the cause and uh, love what you're about, mate. What's your biggest What's your biggest learning through this, mate, that maybe could potentially help someone um, that is probably doing it tough? Because I know you would have been in some dark places on those runs. Uh, we've all been to a dark yeah. place, and it's it's pretty tough to get through it. Yeah, for sure. I guess it's the the biggest thing I've sort of figured out is that. Um, Running's probably is a little bit like those tough times, you know, like you have a tough, it's really weird, like it moves in kilometres, like you might have two tough kilometres and then all of a sudden you snap into gear and it gets easier and it's probably a good little metaphor for life really, you sort of, if you can get through those little hard patches of the run of life then um, it definitely makes it a lot easier to get through the next bit, it just gets easier and it just goes in circles, you know, getting through those hard bits gives you those easy bits and sort of earn them I guess. Oh, nice, mate. I saw your Insta page today. You're at about 6.20, so only about 30 to go. Yep. You've got six days. Were yeah. you just going to cruise back, cruise the next couple of days, a little, little recovery run yeah. every day, or are you just going to whip I, it out in one I day? Think, oh, I think I might <laughs> bang out another, maybe 20 today and then and then 
just cruise through the team oh. tomorrow and be done nice and nice and early and have a few beers, I think. Oh, oh mate. That's <laughs> awesome. That is awesome, man. Yeah. Love your work, bro. <clears throat> Raising awareness for suicides. It's, uh, it's a horrible stat, to be honest. It's a horrible stat, and that's why we appreciate all that you're doing, man. And um, good work. We'll, we'll chuck that up on our Twitter page so people can go along and, and donate. Make sure you head to Baz and Izzy Twitter page and you can help Matt Wallbank out. And his uh, progress towards 6.54, brother. We appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me on, guys. Thanks, Thank Matt. you. I appreciate your support. Good man. There you go. Matt Wallbank, uh, Baz, pretty special, mate, um, to be able to do that and uh, you know, raising money for suicides. It's, uh, it's a horrible, horrible statistic, mate. Yeah, it is. It is, bro. But it's, it's amazing what he's talking about there, eh? Like, just... Times where you got to do the small things, which sort of help out the big mm. things. So, look, he's he's doing an amazing yep. thing, and good on him. Six hundred and fifty four k's. A few too many for me, boss. Yeah, a few too many for me as well, mate. Look, we'll be back soon. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. Not far away with from the news with Trudy and Kubota, but eight hundred one five zero eight eleven's the Ken Tire phone line. And Joe, we've got Joe on the line with the memory for Baz. Morning, Joe. Morning, gentlemen. How are we going? Good, Joe. What do you got for us? Hey, Bears, your last game. It's like 500 on you scoring a century, right? And highest score. And, uh, yeah, we cleaned up when you decided to go nuts and decided to take the Aussies to the cleaners. Oh, I'm pleased you got paid, my friend. How good is that? <laughs> hey, what oh, it was made great. You, you, were, you were paying. What was your last game? And we thought, well, yeah. you've been going nuts your whole career where you go out there and decide first floor is going to be a six. So we thought, oh, we'll lump <laughs> on and get some. You were paying $6.50. You were paying six fifty to score 100, and you were paying $1.80 to be top scorer. That's a bit wow. skinny, I reckon, yeah. eh? If, it was well skinny. Now that we've got the relationship with TAB and Paul Mawati, we could have got you more money than that, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, but I'll tell you what, using bananas with your uh, with your fifty odd ball hundred, and we were we were jumping up and down with our Steinlagers here in Gizzy. I tell you, <laughs> oh, good man. Well, I appreciate your support as well. It was a good time. I, I, I do remember it vividly because I was obviously a bit nervous at being your final game, and just wanted to try and go out in in the way that you I'd played most of my career, and I knew I was never going to be a consistent sort of type of player, but I could have some great moments and. It was nice to have one of those great moments in the final game. So thanks for bringing that memory up. Yeah, well, good thanks, Joe. From the mighty Gizzy. Good man. Fears, brother. Yeah, thanks bro. for the call. How good is that, Bears? I know you're blushing and you're a humble bloke, but, mate, you've had many great moments over the times. And uh, it must be pretty cool being able to reflect, mate. Yeah, it is. It is nice being able to reflect on some of those times, you know. And, I mean, you know what it's like. Is sports so hard? So when you do have good memories that that have touched other people, it uh, it does bring yeah. nice feelings to you. Yeah, awesome, mate. Keep those memories coming through. Three hundred and two bucks could be all yours. All yours. All you got to do is text us on double eight double three or call us on oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. Like Joe from Gizzy and Zade from Auckland. Keep them coming. We're off to track down some McCafe coffees. Maybe soon. And here's Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping it.
Yes, it is. It's Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. How good. Baz is back in the country. It's Tuesday, the 26th of October. It's just after 8 o'clock here on the Baz and Izzy for breakfast. If you've missed it, we're giving a cash giveaway. Two, $302 representing Baz's highest test score. Want to win it? You just got to text us or give us a call on 0800 150 811 or text us on double eight double three. your favourite memory of Baz McCullum on the pitch, off the pitch, whatever. Just let us know. We've had Joe from Gizzy. He's listening on 48, 1485 AM. He's given us a call. And Zade from Auckland. He's listening on 1476 AM. So keep those coming. We love it. We love hearing those memories. And Baz, he's... I know he'll be blushing in the background, but he'll be loving it. He'll be loving it because it's good to be able to reflect those special moments in your life and your career. Coming up on the show, we're going to be talking to Michael Duarte. He's a all things MLB, baseball, NFL, all things American sport, really. And, well, the, wild, uh, the World Series of Baseball is upon us. Houston Astros will be facing Atlanta Braves, so we'll be covering a little bit of that. Lance and Papa Mo will be up and about because he's a – Atlanta Braves supporter fan, and he caught it. The Dodgers are going down, and so he'll be jumping out of his shoes today. He'll be looking forward to listening to that conversation. We also had Matt Wallbank on. Matt Wallbank was talking all things mental health, covering the suicides. He's running 654 kilometres in uh, around Hamilton. He's raising some money for uh, I Am Hope New Zealand. 654 kilometres represents the amount of suicides last year in New Zealand, 654 a terrible, terrible stat, something that we need, needs to be changed. And he is raising the awareness and uh, raising some money. So make sure you head over to the Baz and Izzy for Breakfast Twitter page. And if you can and you are able to, you can donate to Matt Wallbank. Um, love his work. Love what he's about. Uh, we also got coming up, we got Ricky May. Ricky May leading into 13 days to go to the um, New Zealand Cup week. And we'll be counting down those days. Last Yesterday we had Noel Harris. He rode Everswindale in the 2007 Cup, New Zealand Cup. And this week, we got uh, tomorrow, today we got Ricky May. He drove Terra to Love in the third straight NZ Trotting Cup. Ricky joins us at about 8.40. But like I said at the top, keep those texts coming through. Keep the messages, your favourite moments of Baz McCullum. He's a special human. Before we cross over to Michael, I'm just going to read, read a couple for you, Baz. Here we go. We got one. Bears moment, batting against Sean Tate, 2009-10 at Jade Stadium. Just bought up a ton in a T20 game and backflipped, or whatever you call it, a 150-kilometre-plus bullet that would have cleaned out his helmet if his bat didn't get in the way. Hit, hit it for six with Tate just smiling in amazement. A white flag moment. That is from Richard. Do you remember that, Bears? Of course you remember. What was going through your mind, mate? earlier that day at Clearwater leading into the game. So I was in a pretty good mood anyway. Um, but I was just trying to, <laughs> I was just trying to find a way to be able to access the boundary. I knew it was a flat, flat as Christchurch wicket. Um, and it was going to be a high scoring game and he was just bowling rockets. So I didn't have the pace to try and, uh, didn't have the power to take him down in front of square. So I had to get a little creative as a little bit like this next yeah. sort of topic for us. Cause I'm, American sport is not necessarily my strength. Um, I like it, but it's not necessarily my strength. So you, as the American sport correspondent <laughs> for us, are going to really have to take the real strong lead with Michael Duarte. <laughs> Please. Yeah. No, oh, you're right, you're right. No, no, Louis, 
Louis is a big baseball fan, so it's time. He's on. He's waiting for us on the on the line. We'll get to him. It's a busy time in the world of sports, especially over in the US with the NBA, NFL, MLB all in full swing. On Sunday, the Atlanta Braves overcame the LA Dodgers to punch their ticket to the World Series, where they will face Houston Astros. Michael J. Duarte is uh, a gun sports reporter for NBC LA, and he's got all the all across all of the major sports. He's fresh off the plane from Atlanta with us now. Good morning, Michael. Hey, Michael. It's, it's morning here, but it's probably afternoon where you are. How are you? Yeah, it's like late morning, early afternoon here. I'm doing great, guys. It's a, a rare rainy day in Los Angeles. So I left Atlanta with nice sunshine and came home to rain. So I wasn't expecting that. But everything else is, is dandy. <laughs> Nice, Andy. nice. Let's let's talk some baseball. Let's talk some baseball, mate. Uh, the Atlanta Braves giving one to the Dodgers. Will Dodgers be happy with their season? Obviously, reigning champions from last year, they would hope to go on back to back. What was your take from that series, mate? Yeah, I think to answer your first part of your question, mate. At the end of the day, they didn't achieve their goal, and their goal was mm. to be the first team to win back-to-back World Series since the New York Yankees did it in 2000. And uh, they weren't able to accomplish that goal. But when the sting from this loss to the Braves subsides, which may take a few days or so, uh, maybe weeks for some of these guys, but when it inevitably subsides and they look back at this season and they see all the injuries that happened, all the obstacles they had to come, obviously the Trevor Bauer situation was, was a was a, was a doozy there that they had to overcome. Uh, when they mm. see that, when they see that they played all the way, played very hard all the way through September, won their last 16 games at home, 12 of their last 14 games to try to win the division. Then they end up winning the wild card in a walk-off win. They end up beating their rival Giants in a five-game series. It's probably one of the best five-game series I've seen uh, in a long, long time all the way to go two wins short of the World Series. They'll look back on it with some pride uh, and know that they gave it their best, know that they fought till the very end. Uh, They'll be disappointed by the results, obviously, but they will look back at the season fondly because it is such a marathon in baseball, I'm telling you guys. It is such a a eight- to nine-month grind from spring training on. So uh, it's hard to look back at finishing basically third place uh, and, and being disappointed with that. Yeah, it is a marathon season, and you can't predict sides to, to who's going to be there at the World Series. But you got the Houston Astros and you got the Atlanta Braves. They're there. They're playing for the World Series. Start of the season, were they even in the picture for yourself? Yeah, I would say both teams were definitely in the picture. In fact, I think the early favorites to play in the World Series were the Astros and the Dodgers. Every now and then, the Yankees yeah. would kind of sneak in there. Uh, sometimes. Uh, the Giants, as things got later on, or the Padres sometimes would sneak into the conversation. But for the most part, the Dodgers and the Astros were the two teams that we thought would, would be uh, in the World Series. Even when the postseason started, we still thought somehow, some way, those two teams would find a way to play each other in a rematch of the 2017 World Series. But instead, what we have on our hands, guys, is something – that is not normal in today's day and age of baseball. And what I'm talking about is the day of uh, analytics, sabermetrics, crunching numbers, data, statistics. This is how we find out who wins the game, who gives us the best odds, right? That's, that's how it's been in the last few years. 
And the 2020 World Series between the Dodgers and Rays was two examples of two teams that are ahead of their time. They crunch numbers. They are not afraid to go outside the box. As you see, the Rays like to throw uh, an opener first. So, you know, as you know, with a guy like Liam Hendricks, you know, he likes to go out there and close the games. But these two teams, the Dodgers and the, the Rays, like to throw him out there as an opener first, to open the game, to throw the first inning. So what we have here with the Braves and Astros is the complete opposite of that, the complete antithesis of that. Mm-hmm. You have two, two managers in Dusty Baker on the Houston Astros and Brian Sitiker on the Braves who are old-school baseball. They've been around mm-hmm. for 50 years in the game. They don't care about the numbers, the data, the analytics. They go with their gut. They go with the feel. They go with what their eyes tell them. So it's completely a different side of baseball than we've seen. It's going to be more traditional baseball. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of offense in this series. And I'm hoping personally, especially after seeing them over the last couple of weeks here, that the Braves end up winning and and taking it all and becoming the champions and winning for the first time since 1995. Wow, Michael, I I cut my teeth playing a sport called cricket, which outside of America you don't have a huge amount of um, probably understanding for, but just you, what you do have tremendous understanding is, is franchise sport and, and, and privately owned sport. Overnight, there's a tournament called the Indian Premier League where they sold two teams just recently, and they one was for $950 million and the other for 600 and something million. Where would that put them in comparison to some of, say, um, the biggest sporting franchises in American sport? Well, what about the T20 World Cup? I think that's going on right now, guys, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's the same. And then it's also the we had the, we had the we had Yeah, we had the cricket championships at Dodger Stadium just a few years ago. So don't don't think I don't know about cricket, but um, <laughs> on the same page as far as the, the money is concerned, I mean, nothing nothing comes close to like some of these Premier League, uh, Spanish League uh, and even like the French League or Italian League soccer, Serie A uh, or Ligua, uh, those those teams, the kind of money they spend on players is just mind-boggling when you look at the grand global international scope of it all. But outside of that, I would say baseball has the biggest salary cap, more than NFL, more than a football team, more than a basketball team, which we are used to guys like LeBron James making 30, 40 million a season, but baseball doesn't have a salary cap. So you have a team like the Los Angeles Dodgers who had the highest payroll in baseball this year at about 250 million. That's how much all of their players on their roster combined made 250 million. And of course, Trevor Bauer, uh, a pitcher who they signed in the off season to the largest annual average value contract over 40 million for this one season he didn't even end up playing for half the season because of off-the-field issues. So, yeah, that's, that's to give you guys an example. But for the Dodgers, they have about half of that money coming off the books this year. So they're going to need to be spending about $100 million in the offseason on players, and it'll be interesting to see where they decide to divvy up that money. Yeah, man, that's huge money. And, and you spoke about the L.A. Dodgers. And I want to ask you, because he's the reason why I supported Anaheim Angels, Albert Pujols. Albert Pujols. Is he done? Is it over for him? Where do you, what do you see, see happening with Albert? Yeah, I'm glad that you mentioned him and that you like him. We call him Tio Alberto here in Los Angeles. That means <laughs> Uncle Albert. Uh, he is yeah. just this warm, cuddly, great presence. You know, 
if you had to- if you had called me, we'd done this show six months ago. I would have told you, yeah, yeah Albert Pujols is done. This is his last year. You're not going to see him again. Uh, you know, I don't, uh, whoever, wherever he finishes off his career, you know, it's a swan song, but you know, the Dodgers used him perfectly. They used him to his strength, which is against left-handed pitching. Uh, they put him in off the bench to pinch hit. They let him start a few games at first base to stay fresh, keep his legs young. But, but the biggest thing is they offered him an opportunity to play in the postseason again for the first time in seven years. And I can tell you from speaking to him these last few weeks, he's absolutely loving it. He's like a little kid again playing Little League back when it was just all about the fun of the game and playing for your teammates and your friends and enjoying it. And I would tell you, if, if the way he reacted to this postseason, if the way he performed in this postseason, you know, I think he was the oldest player in MLB history to have not one but two multi-hit games. So, I mean, he had two or more hits in one game twice already this postseason. I would say he comes back and plays one more final year, and I think the Dodgers would be interested in bringing him back. But I think some other teams would be interested in doing that too, like the St. Louis Cardinals. And I think the fact mm. of the matter is that there is a possibility in Major League Baseball in the National League, uh, where the Dodgers and the Braves are, not the Angels, that they will add a universal DH. That means a designated hitter next season in 2022 in the National League. I think that if that's the case, that will open up Albert Pujols to a lot of teams. So I think he'll go one more year, and he will try to sign with a contender. And I wouldn't be surprised if it was a one, one final year deal with the Dodgers. Nice. Love that detail. Love that detail, Michael. Uh, I've got to go to NFL now. I've got to go to the NFL. You're right there in L.A., and I want to talk about Matthew Stafford yep. playing quarterback. Are you happy with that um, trade-off with the Lions and, and sending oh, – I forgot this, the old quarterback's name. I've lost my mind here. But Matthew Stafford going to Jared uh, Goff. L.A. Rams. Jared Are you happy Goff. with that? That's it, Jared Goff. Yeah. Are you happy with that? Yeah, and so if there was any indication where fans needed to get one final look to see, are you happy with that or not, between Matthew Stafford and Jared mm-hmm. Goff, it was that game on Sunday at SoFi Stadium, which, guys, when you come to America, let me treat you out to a game at SoFi uh, Stadium. It's the most beautiful sporting venue I've ever been to in my life. Five, oh, $5.2 billion. That, dollars, so it better – yeah, the best money can buy for $5.2 billion. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> you, you'll have to check it out. It's, a, it's the most amazing stadium I've seen. But I was actually watching that game yesterday, Sunday, from uh, Atlanta Live, right outside Truist Park where the Braves play in Atlanta on some of the amazing screens there. It's a very nice area in Atlanta, right outside the stadium, restaurant shops, uh, shopping, everything you can imagine. So we're watching mm-hmm. the game there. And I turned to a friend of mine who, who's also from Los Angeles, was also there covering the Dodgers-Braves series. And I said, Jared Goff's going to throw not one, but two interceptions in the final five minutes of this game because that's the Jared Goff I knew for the last yeah, five years yeah. in Los Angeles. Guy who's great guy, one of the nicest guys you'll see. And something that's not talked about about him is he was so great to the community here in Los Angeles with his time, with his money, with donations, with, with holding events to raise money for charity and for, for the youth here in Los Angeles. So he's a great person. But down the stretch, when the lights were the brightest and the stakes were the highest, Jared Goff would inevitably welt and melt down uh, and, and yield like a flower in some of these things and just wilt away. And sure enough, as you watch, Matthew Stafford throws the go-ahead touchdown. Jared Goff comes down, throws an interception. 
comes down a second time, throws a second interception to seal the game. And that's all you need to see. Uh, and, and just from watching Matthew Stafford these last seven weeks, he makes some throws as far as the angle of his arms, sidearm, no-look passes, that Jared Joff just, just, just simply can't make and has never been able to make and probably will never be able to make. So not only did the Rams make the right decision and were justified by that, by that win on Sunday, uh, they're looking like a Super Bowl contender and potentially a team that could play in their home stadium in the Super Bowl in Los Angeles at SoFi Stadium this year. Mate, you're covering all sport, and I want to ask you another question about um, the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, but I've got to go to the Lakers quickly, quickly to the Lakers. What's going on there? Dwight Howard trying to scrap oh, and, uh, Anthony, Anthony Davis. What's going on? Are they, are they still a threat in this league, or, or are they just too old? That's a great question. We're going to find that out, I think, here over the next month or two. Um, Patrick Mahomes, definitely not too old. Uh, not sure what's going on. I think he's just getting dinged up. But I'm telling you right now, don't bet against Patrick Mahomes. He will come back, and he will be in the playoffs, mm. and he will have a very good run with the Chiefs. I don't know if they go back to the Super Bowl. There's a lot of good teams there, but he'll make a deep run, promise you. But as far as the Lakers, I don't know if it's necessarily age. You know, Look at Carmelo Anthony scoring 28 points on Sunday night, becoming the ninth leading scorer in NBA basketball history. I think he's the oldest player on that team. He's two years older than LeBron James. So if he can go out there and score 28 points, he's saying age is just a number. But what I think is happening right now is when you add a superstar like Russell Westbrook and a particular superstar who has a – I'm going to use my Liam Neeson quote, a particular set of skills, right? When you have a guy like that who's a triple-double machine, he's got to learn how to play with LeBron James, Anthony Davis, yeah. Carmelo Anthony. They have 11 new players on that roster. So since, since, since the beginning, they've been preaching patience with this team, and I think ultimately we do have to be patient with them. I do not like what I've seen. Yeah at all from the start of the season, from the preseason, and they barely squeaked out that win against the Memphis team that was hungry. You got John Morant, a player who's up and coming in the league, scoring 40 points. Uh, He's going to be a superstar for a long time, but I think you just need to give this team time to find out how they want to play, what's the best way to win, what's the best formula for success, who's going to get the ball down the stretch in the fourth quarter. And I can tell you this, and you saw a little bit of it on Sunday night, when Anthony Davis is healthy and playing at his best, there is not a player in this league who can stop him. Mm. Mm. I love it. I love it, mate. I, I've traded Russell Westbrook and bought Josh Gideon for, in my fantasy league team. So, now, nah, appreciate your time. Michael J. Duarte from America, NBC LA. We appreciate all your insights, mate. Very, very good. Thank you very much. Thanks, anytime, Michael. guys. Anytime. I love you guys. Love the Kiwis. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, what a legend, mate. That was so insightful. We better get off anyway. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. All right, there's so many great texts here. Double eight, double three, stacking up about your favourite memories with Baz. Karaoke at the Southern Tasman with Baz. That's from an unnamed texter. Um, my favourite memory is Baz. Outside supporters watching the series with Tuffers and watching how they, much they both enjoyed themselves outside the pressure of public expectations in sport. That's from Dino. Dean, great message. There's so many good ones coming through, and we'll try and get some more of your calls on 0800 150 811, the Kennard's High phone line. We have $302 
to give away to you. Today you're nominating your favourite memories of Baz as we welcome him back to the Airways. And right now, welcoming back to the Airways, it's time for a TAB Live update. Bet live on your favourite sports and TAB at today with Paul Mawate. Paul, you've got your arch nemesis, the man that takes you to the bank back. He'll be nervous. <laughs> He'll be nervous. <laughs> Oh, welcome back, Baz. Uh, it's great to have you back. Um, word on the street is you had two rooms. <laughs> you had two rooms in MIQ, one for you and one for all your roofie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, missed you. I've missed you, Paulie Mwate. What I want to know, I do want to know. I know we're going to get to you quick, but what odds would you have had on three of the four semi-finalists being coached by Kiwis? Oh, crikey. That, that, that sounds like a SENZ power play. Um, that we, that we, should, we should have put that together, actually. Um, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, it would have been... Well, crikey, you really turned things around, to be fair. Um, the, I, I guess the break... Start, so. Yeah, yeah, that, the break did you, you boys really, really well. So, yeah, we would have got smashed if we had opened up an option like that. So, I'm... Um, I'm hoping that Louie and Izzy continue with their power plays because they need, they need a bit of help, Baz. I can hear the little step in your stride. Yeah, I see what's been happening. Oh, did you hear what Louie did with the ECNZ showdown tip? That was sensational. Locked in Imperatrix, changed his mind, and had his Ryan Fox. Oh, oh Ryan Fox, oh, don't get me Paul, started on that. That's, 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 cr- that's cruel, Paul. He was, he was crook. He had an ear infection. Meanwhile, Imperatrix misses the kick and just still rounds them up at Matter Matter. That was, I thought of you when that happened, and I thought, and then how about, what about the nerve of, um, what about the nerve of this Paul that we, we get the scratching Azaki so very elegant to win and Coulson Mav to run top five all of a sudden it's like $12 not $31 and very elegant runs third and Coulson Mav did last or second last so you've survived yeah we, we got through that one I'm looking forward to you guys coming up with a few more power plays though um, I mean this is we're right in the heart of spring race you know this is a great time of the year uh, what we're only a week out from the Melbourne Cup um, it's lucky that Baz is back because I think he's going to straighten up the ship and and put you guys on a proper course, a course to the Cash Island. That's right. Yes. That's right. Well, yes, Paulie. <laughs> Have you got anything for today, mate? Have we got anything for today for us? Or? Yeah. Um, so right. we've got a bonus back promotion on the NFL game between the Seattle Seahawks and the New Orleans Saints. Yep. That game kicks off around quarter past one this afternoon. We've got a $10,000 guaranteed terminating pick six at the Addington Greyhounds today. And, of course, uh, we've got the Cricket T20 World Cup bonus back promotion. Uh, there's a match, I think there's a match tomorrow morning at 3 o'clock between the uh, Black Caps uh, and... Is it Pakistan tomorrow? Pakistan. Yep, Pakistan. Yep. Boy, and they were super impressive uh, against India yeah. uh, in their first match. They, wow, we they look very, very good. They're they're currently a dollar sixty-five. The Black Caps two dollars and fifteen cents. Awesome, awesome. Thank you very much, Paulie Mwari. We'll listen, we'll talk to you tomorrow, mate. Look forward to it. Bring your See best because we're coming for you. Thank you, Paulie. Well, here's Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand.
Baz and Izzy for breakfast, 26 minutes away from 9 o'clock. Then the Doy and Ian Smith up after that. Ricky May, yeah, the legend that is Ricky May, talking terror to love in 2013. That famous New Zealand Cup win not far away. We've got cricket tomorrow morning and Black Cap Captain Kane Williamson's nursing that niggly elbow injury, which we'll all be hoping he can sort out before this game against Pakistan. Can't wait. Slightly later start for us tomorrow after the, off the back of Grant Elliott and Daniel McCarty. Very, very excited. But we've got some awesome texts here. We're giving away $302 for representing Baz's, of course, famous test score. And um, all we've wanted to know is what's your favourite memory of Baz being throughout the years, on the air or on the field? There's a couple of rippers here. Favourite memory with Baz was a fundraiser down in Winton for the Central Western Cricket Club. Bloody good night with a charity auction on the night. Awesome for the club to have a Black Caps legend down there. Cheers, Quinn. Yep, loves the charity auction, does Baz. Baz putting England to the sword at the Westpac Stadium 2015 in the World Cup. He almost put one up in our box. It was carnage. I also remember the early <laughs> days, early 2000s VB series, listening on the radio. Great memories, mate. Cheers, Eden. And is we got a caller on the line. We do, we do. Lockie's got a memory. Good morning, Lockie. Yeah, good morning. Um, yeah, What's your memory, memory of, uh, Oh, Look, my memory of Bez is um, it was about the 2015, I think, World Cup and uh, the Black Caps were having a warm-up game in, at Lincoln. And um, I had a young son, he was about 10 years old and his friend was the same age at the time. And uh, the game had finished and the Black Caps had all gone into the changing rooms. And these two young boys stood outside the changing rooms for close to an hour with their bats waiting for signatures. And uh, Bears came out and saw them standing there. Everyone else had gone home, leading the Black Caps out to the team bus. And he stopped the whole team and he talked to the boys and um, and he made the whole team sign their bats. And, uh, and those boys oh. had never forgotten that. Oh. And that was an amazing memory, really. That is Thank my you very much, Lockie. That is my that. skip. <laughs> oh, good man. That is How are skip. the boys going right. now? That is a... Well, great. They're actually both in their last year of high school and they're both playing uh, Premier One cricket now. So, um, so oh, you know, it's, it's inspired them to go on. Yeah. Oh, that's that awesome. awesome. Thanks, Lockie. That's awesome, man. Well, Thank guess you. what, Lockie? Guess what? <laughs> what? <laughs> You've won, mate. You've won. Oh, <laughs> 302 <laughs> bucks. You've won well, 302 I mean... bucks, mate. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's yeah, good, mate. Well, that's bloody awesome. Thanks, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 302 oh, good bucks coming your way. I'm sure. I'm sure those boys will be taking half each, wouldn't they? So, yeah, well, they probably, they'll be claiming it, won't they, if it's right. <laughs> <laughs> How cool oh, is man. that? Well, well, hopefully you buy that's a pretty beer. special be moment, though, Bez. Yeah, it is, mate. And, you know, like, that's uh, it's cool that you rung up and, and relayed that story as well, Lockie, because I think, yeah. you know, we were all kids. We were all kids once, and we had, you know, we were aspiring black caps. And sometimes with the pressures of the game, and you know this all too well is mm. this, the pressures of the game. They just they sometimes you lose your ability to be able to remember the impact that you can have on the next generation of players. And it's something that you know you look back now and, and you think, 
could I have done more? Could I have done better? And it's nice to hear a story that on that occasion we got it right and the boys have carried on and, and are now playing Premier One cricket. Hopefully they go on and, and make it all the way to the Black Caps and, and we can uh, we can have a laugh about that story. But it's a great story. Thanks, Locke. Yeah. Where, where are you listening from, Locke? Where are you? Oh, I'm in Thai Happy. Thai Happy. Ooh, by the Hawks Bay there. You'll be listening on 5.49 a.m. or you're in the app. So, no, I'm listening on the on the radio. Yep, yep. So awesome, mate. Oh, yeah, thank you so much for your call, Lockie. Thanks so much for your right. call, mate. Stay tuned and uh, stay online and the boys will sort you out. But thanks for that memory, mate. That's pretty special. That is Lockie from Taihapi in the North Island. Appreciate it. He's won the $302, a special moment. Baz McCullough, I didn't think anything less of Baz. He's an absolute champion. Congratulations, champion. Bears McCullum, mate, thanks for letting us reflect on your moments. It's a day about Bears because he's back. He's back in the country and he's back on the show. Hey, are you all right, mate? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm just thinking all of this, all of these lovely sentiments you guys have, have laid down today. I know your punting hasn't been great, but I didn't realise it was so bad that you had to try and woo me into this, into this really happy space to then just give out tips left, right and centre. So well, I see how you guys work. Well, is oh, I've got I've got your clock. We kind of need mate. help here, mate. We need help. You're giving away three hundred and two, <laughs> and you're going to give us three hundred and two dollars on the bears. And Trudy wants breakfast. I want a little bacon and eggs here in Christchurch. Yeah, a little Uber Eats, mate. It works from your hotel. I can tell you. Anyway, coming up, coming up. We've got Ricky May after the break, and we're going to get to him and give a countdown leading up to New Zealand Cup week. We are nearly t- time to cross over to Smithy, but we're counting down to the New Zealand Cup. 0800-150-811 is the Kenata phone line throughout the week in the next couple of weeks. Why don't you give us a call and tell us your favourite Cup Week memories today. It's all about Tear to Love. Stars of the turf. But it's up on Tiago Shark. Champions of the track. He's the best in the land. Sunday's son won it. The best to ever pace. And once again, Lazarus has arisen. And the calls will never forget. He's an equine masterpiece. He's fearless. This is Baz and Izzy's New Zealand Cup Week Countdown. Well, we're counting down to New Zealand Cup Week each day on the show for the next two weeks. And with 13 days to go, well, in 2013, it was the icon. Terra to Love saluting in his third straight New Zealand Trotting Cup and what many consider the all-time cup performance. Terra to Love leads. Chris and me fly like an eagle. It is still Terra to Love. He's going to do it. It is the greatest cup win of all time. Terra to Love beat fly like an eagle. Chris and me, the gold cup of Ricky May, has won the greatest race you will ever see. Yep, the gold cap of Ricky May. I was there that day and it was quite an unbelievable performance from Terra to Love. Well, the ever-dependable and quite brilliant Ricky May was in the cart that day. And Terra to Love, well, she shocked the track after blowing the start. And, well, she outstayed the best paces in the world to win his third straight cup. Ricky, well, he's been good enough to join us this morning on Baz and Izzy to, for breakfast, and we're going to reflect on what an achievement this was. Good morning, Rick. G'day. How you going? Good. Good. Good, mate. Do you get a bit emotional hearing that commentary and remembering back to that day? 
Yeah, it was an unbelievable run, wasn't it? Um, yeah, not many horses can do that, what he did, but uh, yeah, he was such a great horse. He certainly did a super job. Yeah, what happened there at the start with him when he did miss the kick? Was there did he just something he didn't pick it up that day, or what was what was the go? Um, yeah, he was always he always was pretty safe. He wasn't um, a fast beginner or anything, but he always um, sort of did things right. I don't, <laughs> don't know what happened that day. Um, he did it one other day as well, but uh, yeah, it's unusual for him to do that. He had to do it in that race too. Like, yeah, you think uh, <laughs> after doing that, you've got no show in a New Zealand Cup. Yeah, I guess it's all part of the romance though, wasn't it? Because, crikey, the, the performance from that point on was pretty amazing. I remember I was actually on track that day, mate, and the crowd was phenomenal too. It was almost like everyone was just in awe of what you and, and Terra to Love were, were able to achieve. That was your seventh New Zealand Cup win. How hard of a race is is it to win? Oh, I know it's um, well when you're young, you think um, you know, it'd be a dream to win it, and I, I'd say every uh, driver, professional horseman in the country would um, that's the order to win that race because it is so hard. It's a grueling two mile, and uh, you've got to have a very good horse to win it. And uh, you know, to win seven of them is a bit of a bit of an honour, really. I, I never thought I'd ever get near that. <laughs> Oh, and mate, just just tell me a little bit as well. Tell us about what what was it in your mind? That the I mean, you've you've ridden a, driven a lot of horses over the years. What was in your mind that made Terra to Love so special? Um, yeah, well, I mean, um, he he never felt a special horse in the plumber or anything like that. Like he um, felt pretty ordinary, really. But um, he uh, he definitely um, um, looked after himself in a race and that, and uh, you know. Um, the cup before that, um, I don't think I've ever in my life, because he never really, um, things never went really his way, but I, I think, you know, he coming around the last bit, I've never had a horse travelling so well, you know, he only needed a run, and which he got, but uh, Jesus, he, he he could travel when he wanted to, and you always knew how good you were going to go, and he seemed to be very good over two miles. Hmm. Hey, mate, it's, it's Izzy here. I just want to talk to you about the crowds. So this year is the first time in, in forever that they haven't had crowds at Cup Week on, in Addington on Tuesday night. It is a special day, special moment. Um, how much of a factor will that be leading into the Cup for the horses, for the, for the drivers? Uh, they'll probably be uh, getting a lot of lift from, from having crowds here, yeah? Oh, definitely, yeah. It's, um, that's a real buzz when you get 25,000 people here. Um, yeah. you know, I, uh, I think it's going to be sadly missed to be fair. I, I think it's just, just like, you know, you're playing in a rugby test and get no crowd. It's, uh, you know, there's yeah. no atmosphere, is there? So it's pretty mm. boring without the crowd. I can tell you that. <laughs> well, mate, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what wasn't boring. That was, that was about 18 months ago when, I mean, you've, I don't know whether you enjoy talking about it or not, but the day that your heart stopped, it literally stopped at the Omicow races while you were driving. It was pretty amazing now to look back and, and think what you've been able to to be able to, how you've been able to bounce back but just tell us about that day and what it what it what it meant to you to to be able to come back from that yeah well of course i can't remember a lot about it to be fair <laughs> mm. i remember i i got a ride down that day and uh, and i really i know i uh, won race three with um mark jones's Horse and uh, I can't really remember a lot after that. To be fair, I can't remember anything. And 
you know, um, I didn't know what was going on, of course, but uh, until I got told everything about it. But, uh, yeah, I've, I mean, the first uh, six weeks was pretty tough going, but after that, I'd come right and uh, just back to normal, really. Well, thank goodness for that, because it's great to have you back out there, mate. You've obviously brought up your 3,000th three, winner since then as well. And we wish you all the best. We really appreciate you joining us here on Baz and for breakfast and, and reminiscing about that uh, that amazing achievement of Terra to Love and, and all the best for the New Zealand Cup week, mate. Yeah, we'll need it. <laughs> I haven't got no Terra to Love to <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you're a good man. Thank you very much, Ricky. All right. Wish you well. No, thank, thanks very good much. Stuff. Yeah. There we go, Ricky May, reminiscing about that wonderful New Zealand Cup performance of Terra to Love back in the day, and we look forward to the New Zealand Cup week coming up soon. What else is also coming up soon is the great doyen, Ian Smith. We've got sleep yes. on it with temper coming up shortly.